Hello and welcome to the Soulful Valley podcast. If you're a regular listener, thank you for listening and supporting this podcast. If you're new here and don't know me yet, I'm your host, Katie Carey, independent publisher of Books That Matter and an international best-selling author. And of course, the host of this globally ranked podcast. I help metaphysical coaches and healers gain confidence, clarity, raise their visibility and their credibility, giving them the opportunity to shine their light brighter so that the people they are here to serve can find them. I do this by creating opportunities for them to become best-selling authors in my multi-author and solo book projects. I also offer one-to-one mentorship services to help spiritual business owners find and unlock their limiting beliefs. In this podcast, I'll be sharing wisdom from myself, coaches, authors and energy healers that could be just what you need to transform your life today. You can connect with me via the Contact Katie button at my website at www.soulfulvalley.com Hello, it's Katie here. First of all, I just want to thank everyone who supported the launch of Entangled No More. If you don't already know and aren't connected with us on social media, we actually achieved a number one bestseller in 33 categories across the UK, USA, Australia, Canada and France. We have some very, very excited authors who I will be continuing to interview for this Entangled No More series and you'll get to know. We've also got two opportunities to write in a multi-author book. Evolving on Purpose Co-Creating with the Divine is launching on the 7th of December and we still have a few author spots. I will be closing applications shortly because the chapter deadline at the moment is the 15th of October. If you've got a story to share, you'll know if you feel this title. I'm going to put the application form in the show notes. We've also got the first book of 2023, which I've set up some a payment plan with. So if you know that you want to be in this uh, and you'd like to pay with the payment plan, if you get in early, you can do that. And the book is called Becoming the Manifesting Diva creating ripples while you flow. I'll also pop the application form for that book in the show notes. I've also got a few offers for anyone out there who would would fit the spiritual nature of my publishing house. So if you have got a business that you know a solo book would be a wonderful asset for, I've got a few offers coming up for that. There is the standard offer, which you can apply for to work with me. I'll pop an application form for that in the show notes as well. But I've also decided to offer a done-for-you service, which I haven't even prepared an application form for. So if you're interested in that, pop into my email box at soulfulvalleypodcast at gmail.com. And if you'd like to add a publishing arm to your current coaching and healing business. I've got a few opportunities for you to create that too. Again, pop me an email. For now, enjoy the episode. Katish, 
helps old souls, star seeds, and light workers to break free of karmic behaviours and limiting beliefs impacting their potential and soul purpose. She does access the sub and superconscious mind across all lifetimes to tap into and break the patterns, beliefs, and karmic vows that are holding you back. So you can live a life according to your soul's desires, not your ego or your karmic past. Sessions with Katish are bespoke and incorporate many of her modalities, including age and past life regression, life between lives regression, future life progression, and Akashic Records healing, according to your needs. She has a passion for helping people with abundance of all levels, especially financial and relationship, and unlocking the most important kind of abundance, an abundance of self-love. She is both psychic and medium, and a profound healer with sound and light at the fourth dimensional level, where she works with Saint Germain, Yeshua, and other members of her animal and interplanetary and spiritual team. When she's not working, Katish loves sharing the light through photography, hiking in nature, and chasing around in her mum's taxi after her beloved teenage sons. You can connect with Katish at www.katish.com. In this episode, we're sharing our live Facebook get-together as we discovered that Entangled No More had become a best-selling book in Australia before we'd even started our launch, so we decided to launch early. I hope you enjoy this episode. Hi everyone, it's Katish and Katie, and we're just trying to get shared this into a number of different rooms. Okay, so come and say hello if you are seeing us on Facebook. We are very, very excited because we have just gone live with Katie's fourth book in her Soulful Valley Publishing Company, and this is my very first book, my very first published book and Katie I'll let you have the news the other publisher well it's my fourth book as the author it's only my second book as the publisher oh second book as the publisher my apologies but we were supposed to be launching as you all know we were supposed to be (laughs) we were supposed to be launching tonight for me so midnight tonight for me so I was going to be up all night with you Katish I love you so much I was going to stay up all night with you (laughs) but the universe had a different plan and we've got two number one bestsellers in Australia already. So we've decided let's launch now. <laughs> Yay! So exciting. So you couldn't mean? ask for a big enough gift than that to go first time author and debut at international uh, number one bestseller in Australia for a number of different categories. And we're hoping by the time I wake up in the morning, it's multiple, multiple categories. It, I'm sure it will be. Usually, uh, this is the shock for me. Usually, I'm I'm awake until two or three in the morning before we get the first Australian number one. So that was what I was expecting. To uh, I was you know going to stay up with you, but wow, this is brilliant. It is very cool, isn't it? And what I wanted to show you, Katie, um, was I've been writing books for a long time. In primary school, we had to write books, and they were you know when we were really little and being girls, we enjoyed writing and illustrating books. And I have memories of writing lots of books with my friends at McDowell State School. So shout out to all the McDowell State School clan here tonight. We have a, a, a little group that we catch up, even though it's been a very long time since 1987 when we all left. But um, 
we used to write books and then uh, the teachers would make us rule lines with two comments, one which said name and one said comment. And then it would go past around the class and everyone wrote a comment on the back of your book. And you can imagine um, the boys all wrote interesting comments. The girls were all lovely. And we paired up. Sometimes we wrote and then we had a friend do the illustrations. Now, I kept mine for years and years and years. And then I thought, how ridiculous. You're never going to be a um, published author. And I threw them out. And uh, at one of my last school reunions, my friend Yumi, who I'm still friends with, she brought one. I'll try and move the light away. This is A&K's uh, book. And it was probably the least wordy book we ever wrote. It's actually... Uh, Closest you can get to memes back in 1983, full with cartoons and memes and commentary, and newspaper articles. Oh, here's one here. Boy George, heroin is killing me. <laughs> We're talking a, a long time ago. Um, and uh, we just loved to write and to draw. And um, yeah, Yumi held on to this, I think, for a 20 year school union. Unfortunately, got a little bit torn. But um, so writing has always been there for me. I've uh, tried twice to get published. Um, once when I went on a trek of the Great Wall of China with the Fred Hollows Foundation in the year 2000. I was really, really inspired by um, the stories of all the people who joined the trek. And the people that who had joined the trek, most of them had a loved one who had died of cancer. And uh, we had a beautiful candlelight ceremony um, one evening to commemorate. Um, and we were in a pool area and we had um, in the hotel that we were staying and every candle around the pool represented one person uh, in the group. Uh, so a loved member or family friend of somebody in the group who had died that they were trekking for. So it was quite overwhelming to see all of these candles around the pool in this, this hotel. When I came back, from that trek um, uh, of the Great Wall. Um, I think I actually have, let me show you, I'm gonna share screen because we can do that. Got three photos left of going to China. Cause again, for some stupid reason, I decided to, um, there you go. Can you see that Katie? Um. That's a wow. picture on top of the Great Wall of China. And that's a trip I missed out on at school because I was doing my oh, exams and, and there was a school. Sorry? There was a school trip to um to to do the Great Wall of China and I missed out on that because I was doing my exams, so I couldn't go. Oh right. So now okay. I'm getting to see your photos. <laughs> yeah, so this is we, we didn't as you can see we, we didn't go to the tourist section. We trekked around the wall for several days. So it was quite um this is a hilarious photo. This is me <laughs> trying to do like a Titanic <laughs> photo, trying to explain to the other person to get the angle so they could see how high they were, but it, it didn't, it really didn't work, did it? But um, yeah, so I was really inspired at that stage after coming back from this trek to China. Um, and I wondered and I tried to, um, I sat down and I said to my dad, um, I'm going to write a book about this. And uh, mum used to be, Bless her soul, used to call me that I'm gonna. I'm gonna do this, I'm gonna do that. And so I sat down for many attempts to write this story about China and I didn't get there. And then after dad died, I wrote a, a whole 
manuscript, 50,000 words. It took me three years about the death of my father. And I actually shopped it to agents. So it was a much longer process than making contact with you. Um, I shopped it to agents and in the end, um, uh, the agent said, I don't think the story is actually about death. I think it's about your photography because I became a photographer after um, writing about uh, the death of dad because uh, I used photography as an inspiration. And I was like, no, you've missed the point. Okay. Then we had a few family shenanigans and it didn't get anywhere. But like I spent three years of my life writing this book. I went to writing classes and everything and it was in a box. And it wasn't until uh, earlier last month I found out the reason why it didn't get launched spiritually. Um, when I was talking to my friend Megan, the medium, and she brought through my father from the other side. And mm. uh, we learned that my father, when he died, he actually attached to me as a spirit. So um, uh, I couldn't write that story because I didn't know the whole story. Wow. So now I'm ready to write that story and he's given me permission from heaven to write his story. And you've got the rest of it now as well. Yeah, and he wants me to write from my perspective of, you know, his death and then what happened to me and then uh, the story of having him attached to me as a spirit and the effect mm. that that had, remembering that I had him attached and then I had my alchemist attached. So I had two major attachments affecting my life. Um so anyway, uh, two big milestones in terms of trying to attempt to write a book. Um, I can share this little poem. You can see from a young age, I was writing little scribbly poems. So like this one says, uh, home, it's called home. Home is a safe and happy place. Home is where I live. It is where my family is by the cozy fire. So, and my mum used to pin them in this book. There's this another really, you know, earth-shattering poem I wrote here, which is called Stones. Stones are everywhere in the world. They are in walls. Some are shaped like balls. Stones come in all different colours. Some are bright, some are dull. I like stones. And that was from me when I was in fourth grade. My mum had this book with all the stuff stuck in. And, uh, yeah, so... Uh, been writing for a long time and very hit and miss so I just wanted to say a very big thank you Katie because I went through all these challenges trying to get some kind of a story published a burning desire to be an author and it's really difficult to get an agent's attention you get an agent and then you've got to go to a sell it to a publisher and it's like you go around in circles and you write you spend I did courses to learn how to write uh, submissions for books to agents and then the agents have got to sell it to the publisher and i didn't have to do anything like that with you well you it's it, isn't it all it, it's all bizarre because i was actually talking to alan about you yesterday after watching your podcast interview <laughs> and i said i said to alan there's been something about katish ever since i interviewed you on the podcast the first time or probably before then because i asked you to be interviewed on the podcast but it was you that i wanted to do my 50th episode interview with me it was you that I wanted to do the one year episode with me and when I announced that I was launching a, pu a um, publishing house you were the person that came straight on a zoom with me to talk about the publishing house so and and then you've been the person who's gone through everything you've gone through with past life aggressions and spirit releasements 
and all the juicy things that you've done over the last year that helped me to release past life issues that were really holding me back earlier this year. So if you hadn't done all of that, I wouldn't be exactly where I am now. So thank you. I don't know if I would have released this book without that. <laughs> oh, that's it's my honour and privilege. Um, it is. It's a it's a process, and for me, actually, um, I had to do some some uh, work in terms of uh, being anxious about you know what if nobody what if I'm in this group where there's twenty other or nineteen other ladies who have written this book, and what if I'm the only one that doesn't get to bestseller status? You know, like, have I failed? Uh, have I missed an opportunity? Have I not done enough marketing? This is a person who has a master's in marketing and was a university lecturer of marketing. Like, have I failed myself? And, you know, Cindy Porter and I and um, Vivian Watson and I were talking about it. And uh, it's like, you know, you have to release release the, uh, the worry. What will be will be. And in worst case scenario, you get no sales, you've still published a book, right? And I had to do the inner work to release it. And then I was like, um, uh, then I I realized that for me, the transformation is not actually about having a published book. It's about the psychology of getting the words down on paper, knowing what story to write and the difference that it makes for you internally. The person before you write the book is different to the person when you submit the manuscript to you, the chapter, to the person on the day of launch. Like you change, you shed shells, you shed skin a million times in the process. And uh, the process of writing itself, and I think all of the other ladies in the the book will say, is the cathartic process. Like you want to read it and share it for others and have other people read it and be transformed. But at the end of the day, it's about your transformation in the writing process um, and what the writing process does to you as well, because um, it's it's a big big thing to um, get past all those fears and what the what the conscious mind tells you about what you have to say to the world. I'm sure there are 19 other examples of uh, excuses that women had while they were writing this book that said my story is not good enough and. Uh, that person's more qualified than me and oh look they've written a book before and or they've got more qualifications than me or they've got a big social media following and I don't um I mean uh all of those things can haunt your mind and they're just constructs of fear so you it's a the transformative process is about knowing that the fears are just uh, not yours they're collective fears about writing you know they're collective uh conscious streams of thought about not being good enough it's not necessarily even your own thoughts and you have to move those aside to allow yourself to uh, have the words to transform from your mind onto the computer or uh, buy a pen if you if you want to write those and realize that you're going to be safe nothing's going to happen to you i mean uh as a mother of two teenage boys i was like what happens if my kids read the chapter who cares? Like, really? But at the start, it's like, am I going to ruin their lives if I do past life regression? Like, am I going to be the only mum at this posh private school where all the mums are lawyers and doctors and specialists and they all drive Porsches and, you know, nothing like my little Hyundai? Um, 
what if I'm like the crazy weird woman who talks to ghosts and um, <laughs> goes to cemeteries and uh, takes people in past life regression? And it worried me. It really did worry me. And now I'm just like, oh, I'm going to live my life because if I stop based on worries about what their friends or their parents will think, then my children are going to see that they should worry about what their friends and their friends' parents think. So you have to, you have to model uh, overcoming, uh, giving a shit about what anyone else thinks, I think. Definitely. So I just wanted to say that, that, yeah, that process of writing for yourself is actually the gift. The book is the gift for others, but writing the book is the gift for yourself in my experience I, I felt that each book has been a spiritual journey for me that's each the title it's been something about the title has been the journey that I've gone through and again the writing I've written thousands of words for each chapter that haven't been used oh. but that was part of my releasing what I needed to so it yeah it's way more than just writing a chapter in a book <laughs> yeah and do you know um it was funny when you launched the book originally and you're calling for authors I was like absolutely no freaking way I'm I would ever write for that book because the title <laughs> I just can't stand the title <laughs> I was like no nah, not that one I was like maybe co-creating with the time that one sounds nice but not entangled no more absolutely not I'm not going to talk about relationships <laughs> and uh I think that's funny because uh when I actually sat down to write the chapter it was perfect because it's exactly what I do personally and professionally is is work out how we entangle ourselves in our thoughts and the limiting beliefs that we create which create our reality so um it's just about the perception of what you think the book's going to be about and today I've been reading the book and uh from the other author's chapters and I'd like to say that for people who think oh I can't read this book because it's just a bunch of women moaning about relationships well actually so far, all the chapters that I've read, it actually doesn't matter what gender you are because the message is timeless and about human beings treating each other and yourself with respect and dignity and care and love. Um, all of the chapters, it doesn't matter whether the woman has experienced um, pain, anguish and suffering at the hands of a man, the message behind it, if you take the gender away, is still really, really powerful. So if you're a man, there's no reason why you can't read this book because the message for you is as important about you and your relationships in return. So don't let a woman treat you bad and women don't let a man treat you bad and women don't let other women treat you bad. It doesn't matter what gender you are or even if you don't have a gender, if you're non-gender, it uh, doesn't matter whether which way you identify yourself. I think that all of the chapters that I've been reading so far we're talking about yourself at a soul level and a spiritual level and how you treat uh, yourself as a human being and how you treat other people as a human being and how you um, experience and get over when there's no dignity when the fear um, is dictating and driving a relationship or when you are entangled in a toxic situation and the lesson is for everybody irrespective of uh, what you call yourself and how you identify yourself so um uh, I just wanted to say that if you saw the title of the book and you thought, oh, I don't want to read about, you know, that it'll just be man bashing or whatever, it's not. It's really at a much higher level. All of the authors and all the chapters have been really uh, beautifully written and really 
written at a soul level in terms of about dignity and respect. That's the message that I've got so far from the chapters that I've been reading this afternoon is that you don't you don't need to worry about who you are to read this book. It applies to everybody. Thanks, Katish. And um, there was a reason that I wanted the book as well to be read by people who do see toxic relationships in a different way, or maybe man haters, or, yeah, all of all of the the things that you would expect with the buzzword of toxic relationships. Because I wanted them to read something that goes deeper, that shows them why, that shows them what's going on, that shows them about things like codependency, all of all of the things that they might not know if they, you know, don't have a therapist in their life. Yep. Or, or, or relying on mainstream um, services that that wouldn't go this deep. Mm. So I think uh, yeah, I'm just excited about the possibilities with this book. Yeah, and the interesting thing about it is that every chapter so far uh, the authors have written and shown their approach and they're all different approaches. They've mm. all used different holistic therapies um, and, and have had different ways of approaching the situations that they're in. So it's not 20 chapters of people going, I went to my counsellor and did talk therapy, nothing like that. No. <laughs> and it's, it's not 20 chapters of women saying, well, I ate a lot of chocolate cake, drank wine and uh went out and went partying nothing like that either it's it's each woman has learned something very specific about herself about what she was accepting for herself um in relationships in work relationships um with her own mind and then all of the different things that she's tried and then what worked for her and what she recommends and how she can help and that will be different from the very next chapter. So the, all the all the stories are, are very deep and very unique. I mean, uh, Desiree talks about toxic bosses, and we've all had toxic box bosses. And I think that's why a lot of us end up being entrepreneurs, is we just won't stomach that anymore. I read I read Diane's um, um, chapter about her toxic boss and as I read her chapter I was laughing to myself because she was sharing exactly things that I did all right yeah sorry I meant Diane not Desiree Desiree was a bit yeah. moving country to country yeah but Diane yeah was about the top I found myself yes. laughing because she was writing my story yeah my last workplace <laughs> it's like, it was hilarious yeah I, I mean yeah, I, I've had toxic not just about romantic romantic um, relationships either is it it's about family relationships and childhood abuse and domestic violence in the home and workplace the self Ailish has got a wonderful chapter and that's about the relationship with yourself so yeah there's just something for everybody there yeah and Alice's chapter was very interesting to see how she overcame a terminal illness yeah. uh, and used hypnotherapy so as a hypnotherapist myself I found her chapter uh, very interesting to see how she um, confronted death and, uh, and having a child and a fear of death and um, uh, really understood the importance of embodiment and how if we don't uh, embrace the messages that our body gives us, how that will then manifest as illness and then how she used her mind to overcome um, illness. So, yeah, there's just so much there, so many different chapters. And I'm, I'm only... Uh, I was like kind of reading in between posting and getting ready and uh, <laughs> wanting to give full attention to each chapter. And I think I've read about four chapters now 
Um, so yeah, there's a lot of chapters to go. So um, if anybody is interested, the book is now up as an ebook on amazon.com.au. It's officially launched on amazon.com.au and the book is, you don't need to have a Kindle to download it. You can use it on any book reader. You can read it on screen and you can also have it as a PDF. So don't let that worry you. Katie, can you want to tell us a little bit about the charity that all the proceeds are going to? Yeah, let me just say as well again about the book. If you know someone that could use this book in their lives, you can gift the book as well. Okay. But make sure that they download it for it to count towards um, our bestseller campaign, let's say. But uh, the proceeds of this book are all going to a charity that's local to me called Integrated Cancer Therapies. And the reason that I support that charity was because of a beautiful soul called Steve Rawson, who was a volunteer at my charity that was called Stages that I closed at the end of 2019. And he also volunteered for integrated cancer therapies. And during the COVID period, Steve continued to, um, when he could, when he, when he was allowed, he used to come over here and we used to swap therapies. And he, he told me a lot about integrated cancer therapies and the work that they do. And because they're local, I wanted to support them because I know what it's like to run a local charity with not a lot of funding. Steve sadly passed away in June this year of cancer, ironically. And so this launch for me is in memory of him. Yeah, and it's nice to know that uh, he's here guiding us with his launch and uh, that it is the local charity because it was uh, your local support that helped you get through the tough times. And I remember when, um, you know, I remember the first thing I thought, uh, one of the first things I knew about you was that you got the Corby Award for... Was it? Um, oh, I won the Educational Spirit of Corby Award in yeah, 2017 right. for my charity work. Yeah, I did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, I was talking to Colin the other day and I said, he said, Where did, where's Katie live? And I said, Well, no, Corby. It has to be Corby because she won the Spirit <laughs> of Corby Award. <laughs> so, yeah, um, it's it's important to, to support the local uh, charities because, you know, the big charities have plenty of attention, but the small charities, and you know, there's lots of people in the book who have had family members or have gone through cancer themselves. You know, my dad died of cancer, so and most people know somebody who has been affected by it. So, um, a beautiful, beautiful um, charity to support. So, Katie, you're going to go live as the uh, book launches in all of the other markets. So, you can buy Amazon.co.uk tomorrow, your time. Tomorrow at 9am it will be available. I'll be dropping links on my profile as well. So if you want to come and follow my profile or if you're in the Entangled No More launch support group at entanglednomore.com, I'll be dropping the links in there as well as we launch in each country. Perfect. Great opportunity. And uh, you can also contact Katie or myself if you would like to secure yourself a chapter without going into the competition. Katie's got two books coming up, um, Co-Creating with the Divine and Manifesting Diva. That's right, huh? Got it right? 
It's, um, it's the second in the Evolving on Purpose series. So it's Evolving on Purpose, co-creating with the divine. And then the first book of 2023 is Becoming the Manifesting Diva, Creating Ripples While You Flow. So if either of those books feel good. Very good. <laughs> Perfect. All right, you can love. come and be best-selling authors too. That's right. Oh, and I have to say, uh, sorry, oops, my hand looks green in the... Um, <laughs> uh, if you think you don't have a big enough social media following, here's my tip for you. I've quit Facebook, I think, six times since 2006. Completely deleted my profile and started again. Last year... When I started my podcast, the Infinite Life podcast, I totally completed and deleted my Facebook and all social media completely, totally trashed it. So I was on not on Facebook or any forms of social media for about six months and I only came on early this year. So with Katie's Wiz Genius, I have, what, about 200 friends on Facebook? About 50 on Instagram? My views on YouTube are like 10 views per video and I still got that. But on, on this, um, yeah, and in one of these books, you know, you've got, we've got 20 of us. So we've got 20 networks. Some of us have got podcasts. So we've, we've all been putting it out there. So you don't, yeah, you don't have to be the one that has the huge audience. Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah. And you can, you can be like me and love that's hate social media and come that's back. That's what yeah. I'm trying to do. That's, I'm well, trying that's to, what your, that's I'm what your job is, right? Yeah. Yeah, you've done it before. To, and to build audiences for you. <laughs> yeah, and you provided provided us with all the social media um, graphics and all the you did all the formatting, the editing. Well, Angela did the editing, but you provided this service by her. Everything in the back end to get it up and launched on Amazon. Uh, you, you don't need to know a single bit about Amazon to be part of it. That's what I liked, and you don't have to go through. A, an agent, which is very time-consuming, as I know. <laughs> which you may never, you may never get there with either. No, you may never. And get there. you'll go it's through not... the cycle of of all of that rejection and not feeling good enough, which is not good for anybody. No. We've all got stories. I think we've all got stories to share that are important. And who can tell you that that you can't share your story that it's not good enough it's not right is it so this this is why these kind of publishing houses have been created yeah to, empower, mine. <laughs> to, to share their stories yep yeah yeah all right katie well i will love you and leave you and thank you to everybody who supports integrated cancer therapies and our launch as we go global and international best-selling authors do it while I get while I sleep. <laughs> well, yeah, you've got to wait until tomorrow for that bit. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yep. All right, then. we'll see what happens the rest of the rest of this evening for you in Australia. We will see what happens. Stay tuned. We'll put the links to the book in the bottom of this. Thanks, everyone. Bye. Bye. So ask yourself, is this for me? Thanks for listening to the Soulful Valley podcast. I trust that you will have heard something today that you were ready to hear and that it's made you feel a little lighter, more aligned and connected with your soul's purpose 
and you have been reminded of who you really are and the true nature of the power that you hold within you. My aim for this podcast is to bring love, light, wisdom, raise consciousness and ease suffering. If you've enjoyed the show, go back and listen to some of the back catalogue of previous episodes. Subscribe, follow, rate and review so that you're notified when new episodes drop in and share this podcast with anyone that you think it may help to listen to. You can connect with me at soulfulvalley.com and if you scroll to the bottom of the website, there are links to my social media platforms.